Binance did an oops and Ford adds augmented reality to its cars. Welcome to Metaversity, your first stop for everything on the new frontier of Metaverse and everything blockchain. I'm Chris with Kristen and we'll explore and learn this new world together. So this week, Binance has so far been in the news for, for a couple things. Um, yeah, the first and, one's a pretty big goof, though. Yeah, the first one's a pretty big goof. Um, for those who aren't sure of who Binance is, they're the world's largest crypto exchange. And the first thing they have made the news for is something pretty embarrassing. So they released a new Binance Twitter emoji. And if you haven't seen it, just Google it. It'll pop up. It's not hard to find. Um, even though they're getting rid of it, they're making a, currently making a new emoji. Yeah, but I but mean, it, anything but that hits the internet is pretty much there forever, right? It's like, pretty much there forever. Just acknowledge. I'm, I'm kind of add a little bit of suspense to this one um, in case you don't know what it is or haven't heard it yet. Hopefully mm. it just happened. So, you know, hopefully this is still new to a lot of people. But it is in the shape of a swastika. And uh. it's like so... I mean, it looks like if you look at it and you know what a swastika is and you have to like pretty much live underneath a rock, at least here in the U.S. and not know what a swastika is I mean, and I what it means. I think this is a world, this was a worldwide event. Yeah, I think Everyone it's a worldwide knows. event. At least, Here's the thing. So, at least 60% of the world thinks this thinks of this as a negative symbol, if not more. Now, I know it has more history than that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, the funny thing is like coming from a marketing background, anybody that does marketing especially anybody that designs like logos and that kind of thing, you have like a, a self check at the end and you're checking for two things. Well, let's say three, right? Okay. But, um, you're, it's, it's a hot dog check. Does your artwork look like that? Um, a, a, let's say flower check, kind of the, the female version of the hot dog right. check. Right. And then there's <laughs> the swastika check because surprisingly, it's really easy to go a long way down a design process before, you know, you realize what you've made. Right. And I don't know why that's a thing, but it's totally a thing. And anybody that does this stuff will tell you, you just, especially if you're designing and you're the only one that's doing it, like you don't have a team that helps you like look for stuff like this. It's, it's just one of those things that the, you, at some point you have to stop and go, okay, let me turn it this way and turn it that way and flip it and reverse it and see what it looks like. Exactly. I mean, in those orientations, <clears throat> does it suddenly look like something you didn't mean for it to look like? Well, e exactly. And who the hell did that on this team and then decided, yeah, it's totally good because this one is super, super obvious. Well, this one's super obvious, but what's kind of funny about it is there, there's like, there's like more to the story. Okay. So they post it and they're proud of it. And then the CEO of course retweets it. So it gets tweeted by Binance and then the CEO retweets it before they realize what's going on and they start getting feedback. Uh, hey guys, this looks a little like yeah. a, like a swastika <laughs> before they pull it down. But they even talk about how embarrassed they are that this got out there and that it went through several marketing checks. Holy crap. So <laughs> I'm not sure who's on their marketing team, but they might need to like pull someone else in now to kind of check. Some yeah. Maybe things just over. have another set of eyes. Yeah. Just another set of just eyes. Just another like, Surely the, the guy last guy, the new person you're going to bring on to the team. I was thinking the guy that delivers coffee. What You know, whatever yeah, it is. That, like a normal person. That person needs to like look at it and they might go, mm, yeah. yeah. Does this resemble anything to you guys? This might be. I'm Yeah, I, I'm sure everybody on is the marketing team was like, you? hey, this just, it looks like, you know, it looks very uh, blockchain-y. It looks great. Like, 
you know, and they just pass it on through. I don't know how they missed it, honestly. I, I this That's... is pretty blatant. So, and then this is all coincidental, but it's also just equally horrible. So, they released this new emoji on April 20th, yesterday, <laughs> which represents something to a lot of people. So, some people, 420 is, you know, the cannabis day. So, maybe sure. maybe they were high and it leaked out. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, maybe. But the other, the but other. Wait, wait, wait. No, uh, isn't Binance like? Aren't they Chinese? Aren't they a Chinese company? Or are they not? Um, because like I'm, I so here's where I'm coming from with that, and it it it's been a little while since I paid a whole like I don't I haven't like dug in on this one, but I had stuff on Binance for like a I don't know three years ago maybe it was, and um, you know at some point with all the rules and regulations and stuff on crypto that were coming or, you know, assumed to be coming from our government on this stuff. Um, so the China, the, they, China was like, Hey, we don't want to mess with that. We don't want to have to worry about the U S coming after right. people or whatever. So they kind of locked us all out. And I, I had to like regain entry to my Binance, let's say wallet. Right. It, I know we can probably go into this a little bit more in depth about like why I'm saying it's a wallet, but I had to go back in there, get access to it. So I could try to transfer stuff out to a U.S. U.S. based version of Binance because I wasn't allowed to be in that China one. They used to just be the one and then they made it the China one and they made a U.S. one. And mm -hmm. the U.S. one does like the know your, know your customer, whatever stuff. So, so I, I thought I would just kind of, double check i thought i thought i knew um so they were based in china yeah but when china started cracking down on and making more bit of uh, cryptocurrency regulation uh they moved their headquarters to the cayman islands oh, so okay. i was pretty sure but since you were asking the question it wasn't 100 i thought i would just kind of so all of binance punch now, that in. even though they have different like segregated for countries yeah exchanges. i mean they're like a lot of other countries companies um where there's they're headquartered in caymans but they also have you know the u.s headquarters and you know i'm sure they have yeah. one in europe and well, I mean, that kind of thing the reality is it doesn't matter where you are like if you're breaking whatever rules like the u.s government will try and come at you anyway so it doesn't really matter you can right. be based in the caymans it's not like it's gonna protect you you're gonna have to follow whatever rules they put in um in place or whatever like right well and then as if their screw up wasn't bad enough. You know, we're, we're assuming this is all coincidental before 20 is also Hitler's birthday. Is it? So they, did you Google that? Yeah. I know I read it in an article, but like, did we, do we know that to be true? <laughs> I feel silly. I, I read it in multiple, art, like, multiple articles, but I'm assuming you're wanting me to fact check it really quick. Well, so. I'm just saying, you know, so uh, I, that'd be that just, wow. The coincidence in that, right? Like, Whoa. Yeah, that's poor planning. Yeah, April Holy 20th. crap. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was born April 20th, 1889. Okay. So, I mean, as far as a oops is concerned, it's pretty, it's about as oopsy as it can get, especially for a marketing team. Yeah, good job, guys. So. Way to botch that one. <laughs> you have one job. You had, yeah, you one, had one. Literally just. Make sure it doesn't look offensive. And then if it does look offensive, make sure that the person who ruined that symbol wasn't born on the same day you released your Twitter emoji. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, is that what it, it's a Twitter emoji? It's a Twitter emoji. 
Yeah. Okay. So Interesting. it's all, it's all, it's just awful. And I, the good news for them is a lot of people realized that it was a mistake and a lot of people realized the funnier side of it. So I don't think they're like in super trouble. I think they're, it's more of an embarrassing thing for them. I at mean, least, at least at the moment I would be embarrassed, by but, that. but it's a, it's for a pretty sure. bad oops. Yeah. So that's man. it's not, it's not an oops you should be making <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. That's pretty rough. So the other thing they are, um, saying they are doing, um, I believe they made put out the statement this morning is um, this morning being 421, they are going to deactivate user accounts of people that are from Russia from using their wallet. Oh, Binance's? Binance's. Mm. So the way that's going to work so is from the couple things that I saw and um, their statement is any account that holds over about $11,000. They actually said euros. So it's 10,000 euros. And then I did the quick translation. It's pretty close to $11,000. So anything above that is going to get deactivated and they will no longer be able to deposit or trade within their account. Hmm. Now they're not holding their crypto completely hostage. If they want to withdraw, they still can. So they can get their their crypto out of their wallet, hmm. but they can't purchase or or can't deposit or trade within their account. Okay. Or so or use their their services to purchase additional crypto. Can we just like take a hot second to talk about like cuz I know we have a few listeners that this is a fairly like new universe for them. They don't understand mm-hmm. the wallets and the exchange and all of that. They like they they may have heard the words or whatever, but like you know there's hot wallets and cold wallets and there's the exchange and you sort of have a wallet that is the in tied with the exchange. Like, can you, I know you've kind of looked into this for sure. And describing, and we'll, we'll keep it, um, we'll keep it super simple. And then probably what we need to do is circle around and, and do something a little bit more, more in depth. Sure. Um, with crypto, kind of like what you did with kind of the overall metaverse, maybe we need to do something kind of like that with crypto. Yeah. But, but in short to kind of go with this, um, if you if you own cryptocurrency, you are going to at some point probably need to deal with a wallet or well you will have to deal with a wallet mm-hmm. and you'll have to deal with an exchange. Now, there's a difference between the two even though some people you might use for your exchange also act as your wallet. And I know that's kind of confusing, but a wallet um essentially contains your private keys to uh, any cryptocurrency you own and your wallet can be a hot wallet or a cold wallet. And a lot of people who deal with a lot of cryptocurrency say you're safest in a cold wallet scenario where everything is stored on like one of those USB keys Right. and there's, you can just store it on a regular one. You're the only one that has access. You're to the that. only one that has access to it. Um, there's some fancier ones. It's It'll protected. tell you it's what crypto's encrypted. on there and all that stuff, but it's protected and it's cryptid or encrypted. Yeah. And then, you know, there's other types of wallets where um, having access to your crypto is a little bit more convenient. Yeah, like uh, Coinbase or something. It's it's online. Um, and then a lot of those places like, like a cloud wallet sort of. Right? It's like, like it's like a cloud wallet. I can I can access it from anywhere. It's almost like having a, you know, 
bank. Exactly. Those folks, though, like that can get a little scary because, you know, this could happen and you get you, your stuff's kind of tied up. There was just well, some of that in the news not that long ago, right? Well, like with Canada, maybe it was. Well, there's there's a couple things. Um, well, first of all, we're kind of merging a wallet and exchange. Okay. So a wallet's where your essentially your crypto is stored. And then an exchange is a service that you use for buying, selling, and trading your cryptocurrency mm-hmm. um, to make it easier for the users to do that. Right. Um, so, so I have Bitcoin and I want to get, you know, some Ethereum, Doge. whatever, you're gonna, Doge. You're gonna, right. You're going to go yeah. bo- Bitcoin to Doge. Yeah. And uh, um, that would be through like an exchange. Now, where it gets confusing is sometimes the exchanges offer services to be your wallet as well. It's a convenience thing. Well, uh, you know, but, sometimes what that is too is um, more of like a, a not a true exchange. It's more like I'm just marking our ledger that you bought or sold and this person sold and bought kind of the reverse mm-hmm. or whatever. So it just happens there. And then the transactions are later written on the blockchain if right. need be. It, it kind of just depends on how their pro- their particular process is working. Right. And so in this example of what Binance is doing is they are acting as the exchange, not the wallet. Right. So what they're basically saying is they're not going to hold your cryptocurrency. They're just not going to allow you to use their exchange to... Buy, so sell, and trade. This is what sort of happened to me when everything changed over, you know, I don't know, a couple of years, I guess it's been now with Binance before. Like I was mm-hmm. starting to say, you know, I have, I don't, I, it was when I was first starting to tinker with all of this stuff and I had, I don't know, I think I had swapped over and bought some, um, some polymath stuff, which, you know, obviously it was a horror that didn't work out. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is I, I actually, um, I was talking to somebody right around the time that Polygon, which has Matic, um, they spiked and I thought I had like, I don't know, maybe $20 worth of Poly in there. And I thought, oh, Poly, you know, I, that's cool. I have that. And I did like the, the rate of what it would be if I could get to it. Right. Cause it was still in there. It was still in the China one. And it was like locked up and I, I didn't have access to it. Every time I tried to log in, it was like, you can't do this. You know, you're in the U.S. We don't allow that anymore. And I was like, Fuck, I can't get my stuff. So um, anyway, I, I thought I had maybe it when I did the math, it was going to be like 24 grand because it just like it went crazy. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap, I could like buy a car with this. Like this would be amazing. 24 grand would be like just amazing right now. It was like life changing. And, uh, and I was kind of excited about that. And I, I went through their like chat help and spoke to somebody there. I don't know, in China, I don't know where they were anyway. And, uh, they were able to let me in to my wallet. I just can't do anything on the exchange. Right. And then I, lo and behold, found out that it was polymath. No, I'm a sad panda, not 24 (laughs) K. It's still like nothing in right. there. Well, and and part of their statement is um, from them is they said, while these measures are potentially restrictive to normal Russian citizens, Binance must continue to lead the industry in implementing these sanctions. We believe all other major exchanges must follow the same rules soon. Thank you for your understanding. 
So they kind of know the implications of this. Um, and I think in the end, you know, I think people do want to see you start getting into the, the Russia Ukraine conflict. Sure. And I think, you know, a lot of opinions there. there's a lot of opinions there. And I think most people are probably pro Ukraine on this. Right. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where people fall on kind of the crypto side of it. Sanctions are really kind of can be a, a brutal thing. You know, they can really sway a government in deciding their, whether they continue the activities or not. Um, but you know, the, the awful thing about them is you have a lot of citizens that are oftentimes affected by that. Yeah. That and they don't have a voice. They don't really have a voice in the whole thing. So, yeah, it's um, pretty tough. you know, I think, I think for me, I, I hope everything gets resolved soon. So, you know, they can, everybody can, you know, get back over there, back to something, you know, relatively normal or rebuild or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, um, from there, uh, I think it's interesting sometimes when you see organizations who are looking at future technology from kind of a, uh, sorry, kind of a change of subject, um, yeah. from a financial view instead of kind of a real world view. So, the last podcast, you kind of gave this, hey, uh, this is the vision of where the metaverse is going. And sure. we talked a lot about it. And we know right now. And, I, you know, after we had that too, I, I like, we, we recorded our podcast and I was like, oh, thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, I should have said this. Or I oh, there's said always that. a, a so ton there's more a lot things more with to that talk last about. one that I could have, yeah, even gone even further on now that I think about it even further. Like, it's well, going to be an exciting it's, world. It, but yeah, anyway. it's never ending. So um, when you think about it from just the technology standpoint and where things are going, especially if you're kind of um, tuned into the, the technology itself and, and what's All right. All the different advancements and stuff. The advancements and what's right around the corner. Right. So Goldman Sachs. Um, the bank? The bank, um, financial institution. Sure. They, they published a report about the metaverse and it's, it's of their opinion that this is a race mainly between meta and apple hmm. and they even kind of go as far as to say that they think apple's in the lead which which i would maybe agree with and their reasoning for it was meta is trying to attract people with low cost hardware so the oculus has been sure. so far fairly affordable for most people i think um and they have lower cost options so you don't have to go buy an oculus 2 or um, they have other options there, but they are also trying to attract people for creating a user base, which has kind of been their business model for yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Once you have the users, you can gather all their data and then sell yep. it. So that's kind of their, their or business model marketing. where, you know, they look at what Apple's doing and Apple does have its faults. It's kind of a walled garden. And, you know, if you talk about Macs, you can't upgrade them. There's lots of issues sure. there that make it unattractive it for some people compared to PC stuff, and, whatever. and yeah. some of those same things are very attractive to people too. Uh, you know, their, their hardware has got a, a record for just kind of working out of the box and you pay for that a little bit. Yeah. So with their, uh, future with augmented reality, they are trying to expand their footprint within their ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So, they're looking to build more into their ecosystem and then try to make an attractive area for people to come and develop apps on their ecosystem. 
And so that to them, that makes them a little bit more attractive. Now they do go further, which is funny because my knowledge about what Apple's wanting to develop or what we think Apple's developing sure. is because it's all, it's all conjecture. There's been I mean, leaks until, and rumors I mean, until it comes out. We never know. This year. That's kind of, I feel like that's the expectation is their first version, probably more heads up than anything else. Their first version of AR glasses is due out. I, I expected this year. Yeah, I think. I mean, it could be next year, depending. You know how things are right now when you go to shop for things. Like, there's a lot of weird delays. Things right. are harder to get that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And it's I, harder to find things nowadays and everything else. So. so, so the the actual article from Sachs says they expect both Meta and um and now this is where I think Quest is uh, or Quest um Oculus, Oculus is behind the times. I'm sorry, even Golden Sachs, you messed me up saying Oculus. Oh, well, you so, said... So, yeah, I know, I said Quest. So, Goldman Sachs is a little behind the times as they're saying that Meta will launch the new Quest Pro by end of 2023 at, at the latest. And we know that that's actually not what they're creating anymore. Right. So, they're a little behind there. Um, and they say the same launch for Apple's product as well. And Meta thinks, or not Meta, gosh, I can't even I know. spit out the right words today. Uh, Golden Sachs thinks the future is going to be more on the VR side. Now, they're, okay. now I think this is a little bit of a short-sighted financial view because in their opinion, there's more tested hardware out there available to support VR. And AR is still an unknown. Now we've we've looked at Magic Leap and there's been some entry level AR stuff I mean, that's this, out there. This just feels like but, like in the early days of the internet and you going, yeah, you know, AOL has, you know, AOL's where it's at. They're the internet. Like that's how it's gonna be. That's how this feels a little bit to well, me like that. And and actually to that defense a little bit, um AOL for a long time was the largest internet provider. Out sure. There. And you know, you remember you got your they're you little got, metaverse, yeah. You, you get you got your drink coasters. Uh, the CDs yeah. came in the mail. Everybody had one. They yeah. they just showed up, and then you know, every so many months they showed up again, and everybody had AOL. So I can see where that point of view is. I think it's, I think it's short sighted. Yes, because I think right now we already know everybody thinks the metaverse is VR. Um, yeah, I mean, so, we're trying to do our part to help. Right. Un, unmuddy the waters. Un, unmuddy the waters. <laughs> but everybody thinks that's where it's at. And and they are right. So in that sense. Currently, that, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is we we have to be patient with the technology. We just know it's coming. We know this is where it's headed. And understand that, like, you have to take your first toddler, baby steps, whatever, into this next unknown thing that people are having a really hard time wrapping their head around. And I get it. It's weird. It's different. It's going to be really exciting when it gets here. Like, mm -hmm. you know, playing around with VR and no matter which system has, I would say that's far from mainstream right now. Still. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, there's still a ton of people that have never even really played at all with it. They definitely don't have it in their house. Right. Whereas we've got a few. <laughs> yeah, I know. know. I mean, but, you know, we're, we're a, a little different breed and, you know, people are just now starting to think about adopting that you just now have businesses that, you know, because of the pandemic, I think is really 
move this on a little faster. It definitely propelled so things forward. When, People wanted to meet and try to have as much of a, a normal meeting, an in-person meeting as they could without being in person. You saw a lot of people turn to Zoom, obviously. Right. But, you know, if you could get your hands on, you know, some kind of VR, namely, you know, um, Oculus. Right. Which it was really hard to get your hands on that for a hot for a while. They were, yeah. they were hard to find. So, I mean, I remember we, one of ours, we traveled all over. Yeah. The place because there was a Walmart in a strange town. Yeah, I an think hour we away. drove like yeah, we drove like a while. So we drove a while, hour, hour and a half to out and back to find one that they supposedly had, and luckily they did have it. And I have no idea because no one else had one. I know, but but they had one. But you know, we drove and we got it, and you know they're more readily available now, and they've got more hardware coming. Yeah, but you know, so I think kind of bring it all back to the Golden Sachs report. I think in the short term. They're probably right. I think VR will be a more uh, profitable gamble in the short term. I think what what it is is because there's not enough AR technology yeah, out there. You just gotta they just don't realize patient. the financial gain that you'll probably have with AR when when you when it when that comes and you that's can the interact in the like, world. We all got our smartphones, and now they're. At, completely mainstream like everybody you know has some kind of smartphone even if it's like an iphone 7 you know like they still have them and they're incredibly useful and totally integrated into our lives in a way like no other technology has been in a long time right and um you know we are heads down looking at our phones and experiencing this digital content Mm -hmm. very closed off and whatever and when we get to where our AR glasses are up and on us and it brings our heads back up and starts to help us engage with our world again and with each other. Can you imagine having your AR glasses and being able to have a conversation looking at each other for a change? Right. While still being able to answer stuff, you know, emails or whatever it is, you know? I think that's the part people don't really realize with the AR technology is it's a, it's a heads up versus heads down. Yeah. And, and you've talked it's about that before. It's a significant change. It is a know? significant change, but we do that. I mean, how many times do you go in a restaurant and you look over at a table and you're like, oh man, that whole family is like sitting there staring yeah, at their phones, down. heads down, looking at their phones. And then you look at your own table and your table is heads down looking mm-hmm. at their phones and they're, they're all doing that. Yeah. You know, we're all, we're all guilty of it. And that's why, you know, some, some people have rules where when you're eating dinner, you throw your, your phone in the dish or whatever, and you don't look at it until you're done. Something worth just mentioning. Um, I guess it was, I feel like it was pre pandemic. So maybe early 2020 could have been 2019. Okay. Um, Adobe released Adobe arrow and they had the best, like most exciting, kind of um, visual video example of what your AR life is going to be like with AR glasses. Mm -hmm. And if you have not watched it, it is definitely worth sitting down and hitting Google, just Adobe Aero, A-E-R-O, and watching their, their first video. It's like this woman, she gets up for the day and how she kind of, it's just little snippets of what it's like to live that life with, your AR glasses and how exciting this technology is going to be. And um, if you, I'm just saying, if you haven't watched it, you got to watch it. I know you've seen it. Yeah. 
I'll see if uh, when we post this, if I can find the link and yes. and I'll, I'll post it there for those that want to take a look at it. So, um, and so kind of to wrap it up, I, I really, really love when I see things that I feel like are metaverse related. Yeah. That are interesting uses of the technology. And before we did the podcast, we kind of were chatting about some of these subjects and we were starting to disagree a little bit about whether this was true AR or not. And I think I have a, a reason why it's true AR when we get into it. Sure. Um, but either way, it's still using the same technology. And I feel like when we start talking about what the metaverse will be, this will be still, whether it's real AR or not, will still be on the metaverse. It'll be information that's attached to the metaverse as opposed to a, a detached technology. Uh, or So what it is, is Ford has come up with their version, a new version of a heads-up display. They're, they're actually calling it a uh, user-centric enhanced pathway, which is kind of a mouthful, but they filed uh, patents and trademarks on this. Okay. And I, I want to do it justice because I think before I didn't, and that's why it feels very non-AR-ish. Can I pause you for a second sure. and ask, so you said they filed patents. Have they? Is that all they've done so far? Or have they actually made an announcement, hey, we're doing this and given anything other than patents? Uh, no, they, they, they are wanting to start implementing this in their vehicles. Oh, okay. Uh, they don't have a date you know for when it it'll show up. Sometimes they get filed and it never comes yeah, back. Lots of people do patents on ideas. Doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean they're happening. No, I, I think they're the, from the article that I saw, which I'll, I'll post below, uh, it sounds like the intent is to put it in there. And because they're adding this in there, they wanted to go ahead and try to patent and trademark the technology. Okay. Um, so First of all, I mentioned that it's a heads-up display, and I don't think that's quite, a, it, it is a type of heads-up display, and those are nothing new. So if you're thinking of the heads-up display, you might have seen in a nicer car where it tells you how fast you're going, or it pops up the, you need fuel light up on your windshield so you can continue looking up and right. not looking I down. I think what it is, right, is it's like, it's a, maybe some kind of LEDs or something like that. Like it, it reflects that, it off the windshield and so you maybe can see it's it. reversed or whatever, mm -hmm. but that way when it throws a reflection onto the windshield that you can actually see. Right. Or maybe there's some film or something there that it's like, like I, in some cars, that's what right. it looks like. It's like a special little part of your windshield. Mm -hmm. And that way you can see it while you're driving without having to look or deviate you know, where yep. it is that you're looking in your vision. Kind of right? like we talked about, you stay heads up. You don't have yes. to go heads down to go look at something that may be distracting. Right. So that type of thing, and even including, you know, a, a right arrow or a left arrow for GPS instructions, you know, those things have actually been around right. for a while. My car, if, and, uh, if it, it's wrong most of the time, but if I, I don't break when someone's turning off in front of me, you have the I collision the, avoidance, the warning. collision avoidance, like big red lights. It's like beep, 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 beep. Really and, fast, and you're like, okay, car, calm down, calm and, down. And I'll be, I'll be, um, I'm on the same page with you there that I, I don't think that's anything related to AR. I think that's just basic information. I mean, the up reality there. is, any heads up display stuff that you're seeing is people trying. They understand that's where we're headed. The AR world, where your digital content is, it feels very mixed in with the world around right. you, and it requires the map, or at least knowing, you know, the environment. In some ways, sometimes they accomplish that goal with cameras right now. That's how Magic exactly. Leap works yep. and um, HoloLens. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few others out there too that they have some kind of camera or a series of cameras around the, the actual right. glasses. Well, and, and I think you're kind of jumping ahead. So right. what makes the Ford technology different than everything else I described is they're wanting to use the cameras that are often built into cars now. Okay. Um, they want to use the sensors. You know, you've got the sensors that detect things right. when you're trying to park that you might be getting in the way. Uh, they want to use that technology um, as well as potentially, you know, Wi-Fi if you're somewhere there's Wi-Fi so that if the driving conditions are so bad, we've all been there. You're driving early in the morning and you're facing the sun and the glare is so bad you can't see the road. You yeah. can't see the side of the road or you're up north where it snows and it's snowing so bad it's it's hard to see a certain distance in front of you because the snow is coming down. You really shouldn't be driving in those times, but you know, we all do it and it happens. So they're wanting to use that technology, uh, similar to like AR glasses. So when you can't see those items, they're going to go ahead and put a digital version of them on the screen. So you can, so they use all the sensor data to try and, and your location, mm -hmm. what they know about your location, which is some, but not a lot, but not a lot. Um, and they're, they're going to relay information in this heads up display about what it is you're not seeing. Right. So the way they describe it, it sounds like the heads up display in, in the past in these cars, if you've ever seen them, are really kind of small. Um, right. Probably, uh, you know, a, at most a six by six, a inch. six by six inch area. It sounds like they're going to, these, these might be bigger. I'm, okay. I may be wrong, but from the description, it sounds bigger. And so if you're going down the road, they'll actually be thinking that it'll actually be able to show you where the road is. So if it's a snow covered road, you would know where the dotted line is. So you stay in the right lane. And then if there's obstacles on the side of the road that if it can recognize what the obstacle is, it'll actually display, you know, where that obstacle is in uh, relation to your car. So you would have a, a digital version of a person or a pedestrian on the side of the road that you would pass. And then if it can't recognize it, it just sees that there's something there. It'll just do its best to create an object that you can avoid. Right. So in, in the world of uh, driver safety, it's trying to create an option for you to not hit things in really bad scenarios. And it'll, it uses very similar technology to what some of these self-driving cars are, are right, doing, like, what, like, like doing. what Tesla has, where it can see people or objects and things like that. And then they're yeah, really... I mean, Tesla sees people that aren't even there. Well, like, I know. You drive they, through they, the graveyard and You drive stuff, through the graveyard and it sees ghosts. Of of that. But it's going to position it up on a on a screen for you that to That is the first thing it. I am doing, by the way, when we get our Tesla. You're going to go visit the, the graveyard? Yeah, I'm going to go Pokemon play in the cemetery mm-hmm. up the road. <laughs> see how many there are. But as this, <laughs> as this technology advances, I they are really actually, I think, trying to head in the direction that we've all talked about because they know right around the corner there are smaller radars. There's LIDAR. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're not wanting to use just the old stuff. We already have like GPS and cameras. They're, they're wanting to use if there's public Wi-Fi available, they want to use that for real-time data. And the only reason... Well, because that's needed. It's it, This is going directly into those digital twins that we've talked about already. That's exactly where I'm going. They're not exactly saying that, but I think when they start saying, Hey, if there's public Wi-Fi available, we want to use that is because yeah. they're thinking that someday there will be a digital twin of the yeah. road system. I mean, and the reality then they'll is, just know where everything it's is. It's silly not to leverage 
you know, cars and all the cameras that they all have on them now, it's silly not to be storing that. Like Mm -hmm. that data should be stored and used for this. It should help us map and keep a living digital twin of everything that's going on. I mean, one of the most useful things now is related, but it is not there. So um, like in terms of where we're headed, it's, Mm -hmm. it's nowhere near it. But one of the most useful things that I just love now is um, when I am, when I'm driving, I immediately plug in my phone so I can get Apple Play and I let the map go. Right. And it tells me, you know, when there's traffic in the route I'm taking or whatever. And it is almost always like accurate, like accurate, accurate. Sometimes, you know, you just get unlucky and you've caught an accident that hasn't, it hasn't picked up yet, but that is like one of my most like favorite things. I use the <laughs> crap out of that when I'm driving. And, um, you know, that's kind of in the same vein, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, being able to know what's happening in relative real, real time, time um, in, 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 you know, ways that it affects you. So, and, and, and I 100% agree. And then, you know, just to kind of wrap up the technology, and I, I think this is where, where it's smart and I, I don't know that I would have thought of this unless I read it, but there's, there's some technologies in our cars now that kind of operate in a smart manner. Um, and they do that. So people don't forget to turn on their headlights or turn their windshield wipers on, but they also don't want windshield wipers running all the time when it would be distracting or your headlights on all the time when it might be distracting for other drivers. So there's sensors that they've built in that recognize when it's raining and it turns it on and when it's, um, you know. I mean, it's it's far from perfect. There's plenty no, of times I've been driving up, down but, the road and the wipers a, just go and you're like, okay, thanks, car. But it's, <laughs> a, but it's a safety feature. And, you know, I'd rather it sometimes throw the windshield wiper yeah. on accident. Um, than, I mean, than the thing it, is. It, it always goes when it rains. It, yeah. It, it's, so. it's <laughs> You have to give it a little bit of grace as things are improving, right? Like the first few versions of this technology as it rolls out is far from perfect. And you, your vehicle, you know, when you take it in to get it serviced is probably providing them some kind of, you'd be silly to think they're not taking diagnostics that they then use to help them further the technology, make it better, Mm -hmm. you know, so that it eventually is really, really tight, you know, really good and really solid. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's really great to see them, choosing to use the sensors like this and, and well, incorporate and, them with the cameras and, and, and where well, they're headed. Kind of like the windshield wipers though. They're, they're actually trying to make it. So, um, they may put a camera in the car. So some of the things they, they talked about. So what it'll do is, you know, they recognize that if you have fake poly trees popping up on, on the side of the road that are virtual trees on top of the real trees, and there's no reason for them to be there at that exact moment, that that might be, uh, a distraction. So they're also looking at implementing things that might recognize that you're squinting your eyes or recognize the weather conditions and then pop it up when it's necessary. Sure. And then not have it there when it's not, because if you can see the road just fine, probably looking at the road, if you're driving is probably the better option. Right. Versus some kind of virtual like lane assistance. Right. Right. So, um, or, you know, it'd be funny if they put a, because, you know, they're probably not going to put some perfectly detailed tree there. If there's a tree there, it's probably going to be some poly version of it. Something that's a little less. Like telling you there's a tree. Yeah. Obstacle. You should 
you not know, hit. Don't don't hit this thing or yeah. you know or or person Can't or whatever. The trees. The example is probably a person. Right. Like that's what most of the objects. It'll probably are, be the like, person. Like you know, Cones, about to come into the barriers. road or another car coming or something like that. Right. But um, if there's no need to have that there, they right. think that it shouldn't be there because it'll be kind of a distraction. So, I think I think it's AR. I don't know if I convinced you. If I didn't, then you know. I mean, where they're headed, I would say I agree with. Where they are with this, it's still a heads-up display. So this is our disagreement. You think it's automatically fitting the bill at this stage as AR. And I disagree with that. I think they're headed that direction. But it still feels like they're just taking real-time data. It's great. It's a great step towards it. Okay. I just think that it's still a heads-up display. So It's cool. I, I would certainly want it in my car. Sure. Um, I'm happy to help beta test that, you know, <laughs> um, it's not like it's driving my car. Right. Right. It's not, and it's driving. not impeding my vision. Right. Right. So I would be happy to help test that out and make that happen. Make that be a reality and get progress and pro- progressions happening towards the actual AR. Cause mm-hmm. I, I am here for that. <laughs> totally. Well, you know, at some point, you don't want to put your AR glasses on and have your AR heads up display at the same time. That might be kind of weird catching Pokemon well, yeah, on one you, and avoiding no. virtual cars <laughs> and the other. I don't know it's, that I, it's, I'm, they I'm, might, I don't know. They have different screens. <laughs> so one may, you know, cancel one out and get some weird stuff going on there. Yeah. I don't know. This, this so. is going to be some interesting stuff to kind of figure out. Cause you know, the reality is you're right. We may have some overlay scenarios, right? Where, you have this here and you have this one here and you, you know, you're using them both at the same time and things get a little wiggy. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so with that, that's our, our show today. Yeah. Let us know if you agree with me or Kristen on the AR heads up display issue. <laughs> um, sure. Hit that subscribe button, hit the follow button, whatever's uh, available for yeah, you to continue listening re- to us. Leave us some reviews. Leave us some uh, reviews. Subscribe. Some questions. Questions. We're always happy to answer those too. I mean, we're trying to do the best we can. Like, Make sure you, know, you let, let me know that I'm right. Spread the knowledge a little bit. And until next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Up.